0: Everyone, uh, This is Monica Michelle with Explicitly Sick for Invisible Not Broken and today I'm interviewing Alison Alexander and she's the writer of Super Sick Making Peace and Chronic Illness which is an amazing book about her and others chronic illness journey and disability journey um, along with uh, a lot of pop culture doctor who um, lots of nerdiness so you can understand why I jumped on this Interview. Um, we did have a tremendous amount of technical difficulties. We are uh, recording during COVID and Zoom suddenly became an essential service. So we did our best. It is um, a fairly long form interview. Uh, I might break it up. We'll see how much energy I have today. And um, I really hope you listen. I think it's really a great episode. We talk about um, her dealing with her IBS. Uh, lots of nerdiness. We talk about the choice on children. Um, we talk about how important uh, representation is in pop culture and a lot about superheroes. And um, of course, we had to throw in some Daleks and Cybermen if we're going to talk about disability and um, uh, mental health in, uh, in geekdom. Um, I hope you enjoy this. Please please uh, take a look at our show notes. That's at invisiblenotbroken.com, and you will find all of the links for Allison. Um, Her blog is amazing. One of my favorite posts of hers was about how to write an effective villain and what to do and what not to do with a villain who has disabilities or um, chronic issues. And if you're taking part in NaNoWriMo camp or NaNoWriMo, depending on when you're listening to this, this is definitely something to go and take a look at. Um, Even someone with disabilities, if you don't have that disability or that mental health issue it would be really important to take a look at this and make sure that you get your character right it'll make for much better writing and also much better viewing and reading i think as we start to understand these issues we'll get uh, more complicated and interesting characters so please enjoy please head over to invisible and go to our show notes and read through Alison's blog it's amazing it's super fun her writing style is very very entertaining and good and um also, please uh, buy her book and uh, we are self-funded. So if you head over to Patreon, if you can and you find value, please uh, consider becoming a patron. Um, if that is not your jam, but you're getting value and you'd like to help out in other ways, share the episode. All right. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week. Um, be kind, be gentle, be about <laughs> I have been really looking forward to this. I, I even like wear my Wonder Woman t-shirt. I'm sure you can't see Ooh, it. But. Nice.
1: I love it. I think I'm wearing a uh, Studio Ghibli. You can Yay. Reagan on it.
0: I love it. <laughs> Allison I actually poached you from my um, co-host she usually does the um anyone who's not just the regular interview but you mentioned geeky and nerdy and mm-hmm. I I stole you
1: oh yay well I don't have a problem with it
0: <laughs> I'm so glad I um did a deep dive into your blog this whole weekend um, oh
1: that's awesome
0: so I've been like I have like uh I have a page of notes uh <laughs>
1: Oh, I'm, little, I'm excited! So I,
0: I, I will try not to annoy you too much, but um, I, I really want to talk about the villains blog post you wrote. Okay. but I thought we'd start with um, being a sick kid mm-hmm. because I think that kind of shapes shapes us when we're sick as kids. So I think yeah. start with that. Um, I think you said you we were eight when it all started.
1: I actually don't remember not being sick, so it's kind of like a guess. That It was around eight,
0: that's um, fair, <laughs>
1: yeah. So, like, I that's this is all I've ever known, really. I'm sure there was a time when I wasn't, but uh, yeah.
0: So, how did that present?
1: Um, like, what was the illness like?
0: What started?
1: Um, it's just I have so I have severe IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. Um, so I would just get random attacks of pain and for a kid I feel like that was a lot to handle but it was just kind of everything it was just what I knew so I I don't think I realized it wasn't normal until a little bit later when like all the kids I was friends with didn't have that I was like oh this is something I'm dealing with on my own and I don't really, like, my mom also had IBS, so I had her, she was kind of my support system for it, and otherwise, I didn't have anyone else I knew who experienced this kind of thing, like, even a different kind of illness, you know, um, I think it's a little bit rare for a kid just to go through that.
0: It's so weird Um, because you're trying to figure out what it means to, like, the Emily Dickinson, like, be in the body, and, like, you're trying to figure what this whole avatar thing is, and (laughs) When no one else's avatar is lining up with yours, it can get a little lonely.
1: Yeah, it was lonely. And I also, I, I was never told this. I just decided that it was something that I had to hide from people because it didn't seem normal. So I was just like, oh, this is something that is, and also IBS is kind of like a socially inappropriate illness, you know, (laughs) it's, it's to do with bowels and bathrooms and, and kind of, uh, especially for when you get into teenager, it's kind of embarrassing.
0: Oh, we've, we've definitely talked about this on the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Um Yeah. So. It's like pretty disorders where people like start marches and feel sorry for you. And like yeah. you can like a Victorian with it. It's I know.
1: There, there are, yeah, a lot of my illnesses are like inappropriate like that. So I've just had to be like, okay, this is this is fine. Other people have this and maybe it's good that I am talking about it candidly. So
0: you know, I can't tell you how good it is. We've had um, people who have had IBSV on the show and talk about like mm-hmm. having to almost have accidents in like, Places and we get a whole bunch of fan yeah. mail about people going. Thank you for making that less embarrassing. Or yes. At least that everyone's talking about. Appreciated. So yes, thank you exactly. for especially for your book. I got to read a few chapters and I was head over heels. I can't wait till it comes out. It's like a whole thing. we oh, talked about your um your really fierce mom and mm-hmm. kind of wanted to start with that. I'm sorry, Siri is um very active today. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I quiet. I thought I had turned her off, but I didn't hear anything. So oh, well, we'll three in a drawer for a minute, as okay. I guess we should all do. Um, yeah. but you had talked about saying, you know, about you being quiet about things and trying to, um, I, I guess pass is the word that I'm coming up with in my, uh, little adult brain this morning, but mm-hmm. pass as healthy for other people, did you ever read guts?
1: Yes, actually. I just, uh, a few weeks ago, before, well, maybe a month ago, before COVID happened, I got it from the library. We're going to call it
0: like, DC from now on.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. I know, right? <laughs> um, and I loved it. I was like, there's a book about
0: IBS, what?
1: It was amazing. And it was a comic, like, that, that made my nerdy heart very happy.
0: <laughs> Everything about that writer I love, and I was so excited to see that book. And- yeah. But I'm I'm very good at getting off track. So always before like you can rein me in at any time. Um sure. but you had talked about how you had been hiding things for so long, but um no one noticed that you were in so much pain you ended up having an appendix burst. and oh yeah. Uh I
1: was ten or eleven and um well what really happened is my parents had been away for a while on vacation and I'd been staying with my cousins. And my cousin had got this really, really bad flu. And so, um, and his parents thought it was appendicitis and then they brought him to the hospital and it wasn't, it was just a bad flu. And so my poor parents, I can't blame them for not taking me to the hospital. Cause they're like, oh, she just caught what yeah. her cousin had, it's fine. you know." And then at one point I was so sick. And then at one point I started just shaking and like couldn't stop, and that's when they brought me to the hospital. That's probably when it, I don't know, I don't know, it's probably when it ruptured, and uh, so they had to operate after the appendix had ruptured, which isn't ideal for appendicitis.
0: No. Um, that's very dangerous. Before, before was floating around.
1: Yeah, so I ended up being in the hospital for about a month after that due to complications which was terrible for a 11 year old kid it was not fun
0: that is horrifying yeah
1: and and one of my doctors has been very suspicious that that made all my bowel issues worse because you yeah you know you had poison all over your bowel and then you have to have it like all uh it was all cleaned with antibiotics or whatever. So my natural flora was all wiped clean and everything. So.
0: Yeah, uh, anyone who's had major antibiotics and you yeah. do not get the note to make sure your gut flora comes back, that leads yeah. to um, a mess.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's a, a fair bit of research that gut flora and IBS are kind of interlinked, so.
0: That's fascinating, I've heard about the fecal transplants as being mm-hmm. a, a new thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've heard about that too. I've never, I haven't had that done. Like, I, I think when my doctor talked to me about it, uh, she was like, you you usually do it with like a family member. And most of my family members are like, also not healthy. <laughs> like, not going to so, help. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know if that would do anything. <laughs> so.
0: That's, uh, that's crazy. There's been so much new research done in like the gut biome and how it affects even like our moods and our health. Yeah. It's all
1: connected.
0: Okay. So in a weird twist of fate, right before we um, went on, I was reading on board Panda because that's like my site to go to in the mornings before, (laughs) like even look at the news, but it was a whole thing of like celebrities screwing up. And, um, (laughs) entertainment. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they had a thing on Gal Gadot, um, who played Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And when Stephen Hawkins died, she had posted something that was well-meant, but ill-intentioned. Um, congratulations on your freedom basically from your body. And okay. yeah, I got into a little bit of a, a disagreement with some people who felt that was a little snowflakey of, um, people to call that ableist. And I went back to like your blog posts about how, um, the representation for disability is, mm-hmm is uh complicated let's put it as complicated it's
1: it's not great it's been done very badly in the past
0: yeah and when Stephen Hawkins died I felt like that was a really big moment where it really showed just how much like people felt like it was almost better to die than to be sick
1: yeah that's that's one of the problems um another one is uh well I so I did a blog post about villains in particular and then I've done I have a, also a, just in general things to avoid when you have just characters in general Uh villains especially is like making physical deformities in your villain just so that they look scarier mm. uh, which isn't super great because then people who do have those deformities are like well I'm not a villain I'm not you know um connecting that disability with the villain's evilness is also a big one like oh they're 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 disabled because they're evil is also another one like it's a consequence of their evilness and that's also problematic
0: (laughs) Such a good part about the blog and i'm forgetting which character it was so please forgive me um but uh the one who's in chronic pain who is like willing to like destroy the world to find a Cure for chronic pain for her uh, particular chronic oh pain.
1: Oh yeah, that was um, Ghost from Ant Man. Yeah,
0: yeah that's not one I'm familiar with. I, I yeah yeah fall more on the fantasy side of of DC. Sure. But um, yeah, Doctor yeah, Who sh- you can go on for hours. Oh, man,
1: Doctor Who, is so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: God. Yes, we can totally go there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but superheroes, i more just watch the movies once in a while, and um, yeah. comic books, I'm more of a Neil Gaiman freak. Um, yeah thank you (laughs) um but it just it's so seems like no one talked to anyone who's in chronic pain who decided that someone would i i don't know anyone in chronic pain who would injure yeah who just help themselves i
1: i understand why writers do that it's like oh this is like a great motivation for this character they're in so much pain that they'll do this thing but it's just, it's been d- done so much for villains, and it's just overdone at this point, and it's, it's just problematic the way that, like, people in chronic pain, for one thing, we're not, we probably don't have the energy to do all this villainous <laughs> stuff, like, most of us are just trying to get through the day. <laughs>
0: So like when you're how- not sure you can finish brushing your teeth, you're probably yeah. taking over the world.
1: So when the yeah, so when there's this villain who's like in so much <laughs> chronic pain and like, you know kicking people over and running around doing stuff, I'm just like, really? I don't think I mean, I like that there are characters with chronic pain, and that writers are trying to include them, so like, I I applaud their effort.
0: (laughs) You're much kinder than I am. (laughs) But there are better ways
1: to do this, so. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: I actually came up with a checklist for myself that you can access if you subscribe to my newsletter, just to go through things when I see um, fictional characters with disabilities. Just to check, like, whether they're being done okay or not.
0: We need a Bechdel test for disability. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that that would be nice. I like the Bechdel test for, for the, the reason it was invented. But yeah. I think we need one for disability, too. Yeah. <laughs> or more disabled, right? Or, you know, what you put in your, um, your blog posts are fantastic for writers and aspiring, aspiring writers, especially Camp AnoWriMo right now. Mm, um. But it's a great checklist, of like how to really think through disability, like um, the wild idea of ask someone who's disabled. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> like, how do you not think about that
1: one? <laughs> like.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, that seems like a big moment. Like, and I'm really glad to see uh, NaNoWriMo is really good at having the forums. So I've seen a lot more mm-hmm. people posting in forums, like I have a blind character. What would this feel like? Or what would this be like? Or how would it sound? You know, like it's.
1: Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I think- Writers are so used to just trying to put themselves into their characters that I think sometimes they forget maybe certain topics are better if they actually ask.
0: Uh, You know, going back to the chronic pain thing, that reaction of I will do anything and everything to solve this pain issue sounds like someone who's only been in chronic, like extreme pain for short periods of time.
1: Yeah. So it's like, oh, you, it's so hard to understand chronic pain if you haven't experienced it like you just it's so hard to imagine being in pain all the time like just imagine having the flu and that awfulness you feel and knowing that's never going to go away it's really weird to wrap your head around if you've if you've never experienced that because most healthy people always have that horizon of of happiness and health to look forward to like oh this isn't forever this is gonna be okay in you know a week or whatever
0: or the um, doctor house trope of we will get a team of brilliant minds together that will solve this yes and we'll solve it in 45 minutes what. there's an answer and we'll figure it out no mm-hmm. matter what yeah, yeah. That's it makes
1: thing. for a great tv show but it's not super realistic for chronic illness <laughs>
0: It, uh, it leads to very unrealistic expectations. Yeah, for sure. So for your book, how did you, I, I love that you're bringing in things like, because true Ravenclaw, um, things like <laughs> Harry Potter. I loved, loved your chapter on, um, on the werewolf. So if you could oh, And a little bit about, you know, you pulled in Dr. Who, I, how did you decide to bring like all of, um, the favorite fantasy characters into disability?
1: um so i i've been writing articles on pop culture like on various websites and stuff for several years now so it's kind of my jam (laughs) it's like writing on pop culture um and so and also i'm a huge nerd so obviously i just think that way so when i started thinking oh you know I, I wrote a couple articles on chronic illness, and I was like, I, I have more to say on this topic, I think. And and also, I, I tend to, um, when I write, it's, it's cathartic for me, so I almost, like, figure things out and figure out how to better deal with things emotionally through writing, but I don't keep a journal or anything. Like, I, I, I find it hard to write with no purpose. So I was like, you know, so I almost more wrote this book for myself to, like, figure out how to deal with this better emotionally than I had been. And it was quite helpful in that way, actually, for myself.
0: Therapy's Uh, expensive.
1: Yeah, right? So uh, (laughs) it worked for me. Um, So, and I don't know, it just seemed natural to me to bring pop culture in because that's such a big part of my life. I'm just such a huge geek. and. I see these shows and characters and when I see them done well, it makes me really excited and happy and, and feel a little less isolated. Maybe like, Oh, that there's, there's a hero who has an illness. That's really cool. Like there, it's not, the show isn't just about their illness and they're not being like an inspiration to others. That's not oh their mod.
0: Inspiration <laughs> porn save yeah. us from inspiration porn. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So, uh, Um, that makes me happy. So I was like, you know, maybe there are other people like me. I feel like I'm a bit of a niche, this chronic illness pop culture uh, person, but maybe there are other people who will also, you know, uh, feel like that's something they can connect with these topics. So I, that's, you know, I wrote the book.
0: What are some of the characters that you think are done well?
1: Um, I talk about, a lot of them in my book and there were some that I that I had in a list and and I just couldn't like fit in Um, so uh I I list them all at the end of the book in case you like want to go and be like
0: who's? I totally want to I I wasn't able to access a few of the chapters from from your website but I will definitely be going into a deep dive is there any that didn't make it into the book that you wanted to just give a special shout out
1: um so uh are you an anime fan
0: you-, you know in high school <laughs> I was I am I am not anymore my my um teenager is more into and I tried to like okay on yeah, yeah, yeah. the side to make sure it's not the anime I was watching as a teenager and- so
1: <laughs> the first anime I watched I thought anime was stupid as a, as a high schooler and I'm like that's dumb that's for kids and then one of my cousins was like no you have to watch this anime called Full Metal Alchemist it's so awesome and I'm like all right I'll watch one episode and then, of course, I couldn't stop watching after the one episode. So it, um, there's a character in there. Her name's Izumi Curtis and she's just, she calls herself a housewife. That's how, like, she describes herself, but she's like this badass alchemist who's really awesome. And every so often she'll she'll have to stop what she's doing and just throw up blood because she's got, uh, I think she had some of her, like, innards rearranged or something due to a um a accident and so that was the very first character i can remember seeing and being like she's sick and she's awesome like that's so cool so like i had so i did not i don't have a chapter on her in the book but she is one of my favorites um Uh, There are some problems with her character, like she's not the best example of chronic illness, but I still really love her. Um, And then uh, I also really loved, um, so, uh, you know, the Thor, the upcoming Thor movie, Jane Foster is becoming Thor. I don't know if you you're aware of this but this is what's happening.
0: Um I I believe you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Um it's based on a comic that I had read where um she becomes Thor but she also has cancer. And so I read that comic and that was another one that I really loved and I didn't manage to fit into the book. Um but so she like every time she turns into Thor uh her cancer's better. But then, when she goes back into being Jane, the cancer's back, and um, so she'll like uh, go half her cancer treatments and chemotherapy and everything. But then, if she turns into Thor, that chemotherapy is all like undone. So it's it's uh, it was really interesting um, her story. But I love that she's a superhero and she's sick. So it was that was. It's great. an interesting
0: way to like create that. Um... That moving forward of her character without falling into expected tropes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I thought it was done well, and and she talks about like, oh, I could just stay in my Thor form forever and not be sick. And I'm like, well, you should do that. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, the
0: option,
1: right? Like we do but, that one. But she's she's so self-sacrificial, and like this this world needs Jane Foster as well as Thor, because she's she's uh one of the, uh, what's the word? She's like a representative of Earth and on these councils or whatever Jane Foster is. So her her job is important, and so like, oh, that's really I I don't know if I'd make that choice if I were you, Jane. I would probably have. Picked being healthy but
0: uh, yeah so, <laughs> well we can go on to Doctor Who for a second I was just mm-hmm. thinking like where Doctor Who falls in all of this because that's where my brain usually goes to things um Cybermen and Daleks I find really interesting oh, yeah. in the removal of the body and also emotions so mm-hmm. it's almost mm-hmm. as if you deny all Uh, human frailty, or quote-unquote frailty, of uh, mental and physical, uh, what they would consider weakness, what that ends up looking like, which, you know, not great. Snarky, but not great. (laughs) You know, I often joke about
1: wanting my feelings removed, because sometimes it's just... So stressful. And then my husband reminds me, Oh, but those are what make you you and you need those. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. You think a full Vulcan. Um Yeah. So yeah, you know, those I I like the idea that if we didn't have our emotions, we would kind of become villains. That makes me feel a little bit better about having them, I guess.
0: Have you ever watched The Magicians? Yes
1: uh one season two seasons oh
0: god okay sorry that's my other like oh my god show i've watched every episode probably about four oh, times
1: yeah
0: uh, yeah it's uh it's it's obsessive i'm writing a novel right now and um the character development on this and the way that a group of people work together is kind of like unparalleled in how how the characters work and the dialogue mm-hmm. so I watch it over and over again anytime I need inspiration for something and <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that's my go-to but they have this one scene where they remove all their emotions like right in the middle of like oh yeah yeah movie. yeah. I remember yeah. that yeah yeah I thought that was pretty fun
1: <laughs> yeah that was really interesting and some of them are like yeah this is great and then a couple of them were like no we're gonna try and figure out how to do this yeah like with our emotions <laughs> intact I'm like that's a healthier response <laughs>
0: Well, they, I think <laughs> they kind of like brought it back to like addiction where, yes, you can remove dealing with the issue right now, but you're going to deal with it so much more later when it all yeah. comes back. Like, the feelings are not going to, like, stay, like, just as Yeah, they like, you
1: can't just shove them away. At some point,
0: they yeah, will come up. Bigger yeah. in the dark has been my experience. <laughs>
1: yeah. And with chronic illness, they just, they just sometimes bubble up. You just get, at some point certain points you just get so exhausted and and don't want it to be going on anymore and yet it will be and you know so yeah I I definitely tackle mental illness in my book as well I talk about both depression and anxiety are things that I've experienced so there's whole chapters devoted to those.
0: (laughs) I feel like a lot of us nerds and geeks have the anxiety and depression (laughs) like
1: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people in general do. No, Maybe too. it is more prevalent in nerds and geeks. I don't know. I feel like we're becoming more accepted and and cool. I guess so. Like,
0: it's uh, not like yeah. it was back when I was in high school, uh, centuries and centuries ago, where it was considered like the worst thing you could be called.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's actually almost a term of of coolness now. Yes, if you're a nerd. So.
0: <laughs> It is. It's definitely a different world now. Yeah. Um, you did have a blog post I wanted to chat with you about, and uh, it was written on the Mighty, uh, which I loved, and it was um, it was about getting rid of "How are you?"
1: Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, that idea came because uh, I just been I'd been at the grocery store, and I hear every time, you know, not even the grocery store, every stranger. So how are you? And and I feel bad about saying I feel terrible right now and so usually I just say fine or okay or just something dismissive because I know that they don't really want to know how I am it's just it's uh, become interchangeable with hello and uh, that that kind of annoys me that I feel like I have to lie or 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 but I, I don't want to go into, like, how I am with you, stranger. Thank you. I, I yeah. So it, I just wish we would stop using that as a hello and instead just say hello. <laughs> I like
0: the parcel tongue idea. I'm in for hissing at people. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure,
1: sure. Or, uh. Some other geek language.
0: <laughs> i mean, Elvish. we can go Elvin. I, that's yeah, a beautiful yeah. language. It's until, so yeah.
1: whatever you say will sound lovely. In yeah, that Elvish, works I'm for sure. me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Have you ever done the social experiment and just told them exactly how you were?
1: Uh, I don't think I've ever done that. I'm, I'm, I'm so introverted, and may, maybe I don't sound that way because I. I Introverted and shy are different things,
0: I guess. So, I've never heard that before, but I like it.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of interpret introverted as um, I, I recharge by myself and being around people is sort of exhausting. It doesn't mean I'm shy. It just means, yeah, that's how I, that's where I get my energy from, kind of. So, yeah, anyway, what was I saying?
0: parcel tongue and for how are you I've actually tried it before and told people exactly how I was doing yeah I I like messing with stuff I get bored Mm. very easily I I, mutual chaos is probably yeah Um, I'm not a mean person but I get a little frustrated especially if I have my canes or my wheelchair and it's like so how are you today I'm like hmm okay let's have fun yeah we have a dislocated tibia dislocated (laughs) wrist and my jaw's (laughs) popping out how are you (laughs) oh man so what what was the response to that? um honestly I make friends that way a lot of the time I'm not mean about it it opens up chatter and um usually I get the once we get past the oh my fucking god how do you live like this um we get into a good conversation but that's really cool I am not terribly introverted my body makes me an introvert I like meeting people yeah. which drives everyone in my life insane because everyone in my life is an introvert and are like, can you stop talking to strangers, please? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, maybe I'll have to phrase it differently then. I feel like my bowels are about to explode. Cause I don't know if that one will get. See me what in. happens. But maybe I'll have to try to.
0: Yeah, like my guts are a TARDIS, and I have an entire universe inside Ooh, me. Ooh, so I like
1: that a lot. Right? I might have to steal that from you.
0: No, for <laughs> it. like you have Cybermen and like you know the Daleks warring inside your your like small mm, intestine. Nice, man. I should have used that in the book. Too bad it's That's right, published. part two. Part two. (laughs) sequel is there anything you wanted to talk about about your book i'm so sorry i'm like i'm very good at being very chaotic
1: (laughs) oh no i i don't know if there's anything specific do you have any questions about it
0: i have been asking a lot of the questions um a lot of what i found really interesting about your book was um the superhero angle i like i said like superheroes i have not read the comic books but i do love the movies and i I, Mm. especially the most recent ones like i loved wonder woman Black Panther yeah. was probably my favorite movie. I'm watching that yes. with with my so my smallest. I have a small teenager. Well, will be a teenager, and her watching like the most important, smart person in the movie, not being a physical character, but being mm-hmm. a teenage girl who's brilliant. Yeah, meant the world to her. And um, but yeah, I- it's so
1: neat seeing yourself in the characters. That
0: you, <laughs> you know, and that's what drove me nuts when Wonder Woman came out, and people were like. Freaking out about stuff, and I'm like, you know what? Representation really matters, <laughs> <Yeah>. and, um, <laughs> it really really matters. Maybe oh, you don't
1: notice if you're like a white male because you have all these movies oh, already. Yeah. But where's my <laughs> tea? I need to
0: sip my tea. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, Whoopi Goldberg talking um, very publicly about how important Ahura was to her, that when she was a kid and she saw it on the TV, she screamed for her mom and her aunt saying there's a black woman on TV and she's not yep. a maid. And it's like, do you have any idea how important that is? <laughs> like, and your push for um, disability, like, um, like you, I've been a sick ki- I was a sick kid. I got very sick when I was eight and I've been sick my whole life. Um, when you look at the superheroes, they're always moving. And, um, that's been really hard. You know, the only person you have is, is, um, you know, the X-Men. Um, I'm so sorry. I just watched the movie. Professor last night. X. Thank you. Yeah. Please forgive me everyone. I <laughs> probably not a true geek if you need to, but I am not on my painkillers yet. No, so my brain is going to be, <laughs> there's
1: no true geek. If you like, whatever, doctor who yeah. you're in, you know? <laughs> oh, <thank> you. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, so um, I have not had my painkillers yet, so if I actually find the correct name for anyone, it's going to be really impressive. <laughs> Don't worry. But that's like the only person I could like really pull up really fast that it was like, that's someone in a wheelchair who's a superhero. Yeah. But um, it, mostly like, superheroes always action, and we always try to pretend to be them when we're kids.
1: Yeah, it's, I, I understand why writers do that, because it's hard to get around a physical debil- disability. Um, when you're writing an action superhero f- fantasy or sci-fi or whatever is usually about going out on adventures how do you do that with a disabled person and it's not that it can't be done it's just that it needs more thought and it's easier to do it with
0: I thought Iron Man would have been the perfect character for someone who's disabled because the suit mm-hmm. is what moves so that could be almost like a wheelchair thing
1: yeah yeah yeah, totally. That would have worked. But unfortunately, you know, Tony Stark's pretty pretty fit and able.
0: In I the... mean, yeah, fun to look at, too. <laughs> but still, like, there's a whole bunch of suits. Let's put a disabled person in one of those.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then there's the troublesome thing with that is you have to figure out, okay, how do I get this character involved in this adventure, but also not erase their disability? Mm-hmm. It's also done a fair bit like um, uh, Daredevil is blind. But he's not really blind.
0: <laughs> like <laughs> it, it never, it
1: it never really affects anything. So, like, how do you still have your character dealing with the problems of their disability while also participating in this grand adventure? I think is what you need to really wrestle with as a as a writer.
0: Yeah, I. I... I mean, I feel like it shouldn't be that hard because I live a life with disability. so it just, it's, I yeah. think the biggest problem is even in our our own society is like you go out, you're not going to see a lot of people in wheelchairs because we don't have space created where people can easily. We're not
1: a- very accessible. What? No, no, I hadn't noticed
0: that. <laughs> right? <laughs> I have never been dumped out of my wheelchair because the streets weren't paved properly. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Yeah, it does make I, for good YouTube video though. It um <laughs> Yeah, that's that's fair.
1: Yeah, I talked to uh one of the people I interviewed in my book was paralyzed on half his side and he talked about like the world just not being designed for like only using one hand or whatever. Like it's just um like that that makes sense. We're like Yeah, able people just don't think about that and like even I don't think about that because I don't have a physical disability so I have to train my brain to think about these things that it's been trained not to really just because of the way society is
0: was there anything in the interviews that surprised you Mm.
1: I mean I wasn't surprised by this but just like the resilience and wisdom of all these people that I talked to was really amazing to me. Like, oh, and I don't know. Sometimes I am also surprised when people have, just talk about the exact th- same things that I experienced. Like, oh, this anxiety and this exhaustion. And I'm like, yes, somebody else understands. Yes. Like, even though we don't have the exact same illness, you know, you're dealing with fibromyalgia and, uh, and you're dealing with, lupus and whatever it's we have these there are certain things that just span all disabilities and illnesses it seems um, like one of them is exhaustion and another one is just the way that society is not equipped to handle these things
0: yeah and the spiral of hope like I mm-hmm. feel like almost all of this is chronic illness to have this deep feelings so let's put those feelings with the spiral mm-hmm. of hope with the newest doctor the newest treatment the newest eating plan yeah
1: maybe there's something that will help which there, is always...
0: on the internet absolutely <laughs> yeah, yeah some random Google person it. on facebook yeah
1: <laughs> or the or the the acquaintance you just met that found out you're ill and they're like oh you should try oh,
0: okay. <laughs> We need to remove how are you from the lexicon and have you tried yeah and if yeah. you just, the, those three. If you, oh, man. <laughs> um, I've also had like,
1: uh, so I, I'm a Christian and I have some church circles that I'm in. So I've also had like, have you just, if you just pray more kind
0: of oh, theology.
1: Ouch. It's like, oh that's, that's not how that works. You, you just know?
0: hurt me in the kidneys with that one. <laughs> like,
1: oh, <laughs> like they don't say it like that, but it's implied, you know?
0: Yeah, I have a, a very religious family and there's, there's overtones of like, or at least um, not necessarily like you'd be cured, but I, there's like the overtones of you might find more comfort if yeah. you, yeah, or this is God's plan has been. Uh,
1: and I mean, I, I do find comfort in faith, but, uh, but not in the fact that, you know, God made this this happen to me or something and or or like or i made this happen by not being faithful enough that's a the, the like the health and wealth, wealth gospel type thing
0: that's, so, that's brutal
1: yeah so I, I discussed that a little bit and there's a chapter on faith and there's also a chapter on like other uh religions not just christianity i interviewed a few other people because so i was really interested to know how other faiths impacted other people's illnesses too.
0: What did you find with that? I just, I'm asking because, um, I have, uh, friends who are, it's not Christian. It's, um, they're into this more new age, like Marion Williams stuff of oh like, yeah crystals and not to, like whatever makes you happy. And that doesn't hurt someone else. Please blessed be Be yeah. like, whatever gets you through the deep dark. I am all for you. What I just wanted to say about that was, um, one of them got very sick, like very sick. Mm. And she was getting all these people talking about, it was her negative thoughts. So it was just like, oh dear. it was like the worst of like more traditional ideas, but now packaged differently. So the problem
1: with that is it adds guilt on top of all these other crazy emotions that you're experiencing. And it's just not helpful. Right. <laughs> At all. Yeah. <laughs> no uh it and it's especially not helpful to hear that from people you love that you just want to understand what you're going through and to support you and they're basically telling you oh it's your fault you just need to do this
0: do you find thing. like fantasy and superheroes is like a way to explain things like it, it's um oh gosh words are bad for me today um please forgive my brain fog <laughs> no um, but like uh star trek was always good at like taking something huge that we didn't want to talk about and then mm. packaging it as fantasy so we could talk about it mm-hmm. do you find the same for like superheroes and and fantasy i've never actually i don't know if i've
1: tried to use that to use analogies with people i know who aren't geeks I don't think um, they. Uh, so, sometimes I feel like they they already think nerd and geek culture is like being a heathen or whatever. So <laughs> so, so I don't try and go there. Uh, but a really uh, interesting one. I I interviewed my friend who's a Muslim, and she talked a little bit about. Um, believing some people believing you don't need doctors um if you have god because you know faith healing and everything all you need to do like you just pray and why would you go to the would go why why would you go to uh, do medicine if you really have faith and i think that's a very dangerous idea (laughs)
0: I I am right there with you on yeah. that. That's uh it seems to me that those two things can still hold hands, faith and science.
1: <laughs> I think so. Like I, I I mean, I I believe in God and and I also think that I can go see a doctor and that God allows science and things to exist for, for a reason. So, um I I I just think it's yeah, super dangerous to be like, "Oh, there's these resources out there." We're just gonna ignore them it's almost like uh it's almost like being lazy if that's not a terrible thing to say like oh i'm just gonna sit back and let god do all the work i don't have to do anything you know
0: this is probably the like, first time we've discussed religion on the podcast this is really oh yeah fun. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued i i was uh i was raised multi-religious so i always just have found it very fascinating
1: i i i'm Sometimes very critical and pessimistic of people of, of my own faith because i get so frustrated with the attitudes that are out there.
0: Um, my um I, I I will call her my auntie. Um two of my aunties uh are very, 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 very Christian. Um and um in a way that I find so beautiful. Because mm. I feel like there's um especially uh we're both in the United States, I believe, right? What's that? Are we both in the United States? Oh, I'm in Canada. Oh, you're in Canada. Okay. Uh, yeah. I was like, you're not that far off on of my time clock. And yeah. then I thought north, north. That's right. there's North. Yeah. Um, there seems to be this very, um, a more judgmental brand of Christianity that I've seen here. And they have this incredible ability to love everyone. And I, I just, mm. you know, while I'm not a Christian, I'm more spiritual. If mm-hmm. I ever was going to be like, they are the people I'd model myself after. Like they just it, have yeah. this incredible love for everyone's acceptance of everyone. Christianity is what they do, but I feel Whenever like that's what Christianity
1: is supposed to be. Like, it's it's supposed to be all about love and acceptance, you know, loving your neighbor as yourself. and, yeah. it,
0: and it, Taking care of, of each it, other, take care of the stranger. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: exactly. Take care of the person you disagree with or don't like, you know? like. And now
0: we're getting back to Doctor Who.
1: <laughs> yes. Doctor <laughs> Who is very good at doing that. <laughs> Not a gun,
0: a screwdriver. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So that yep. is
1: what I like to think of as my own faith and I just get really frustrated with the judgmental other brand of Christianity
0: so how do you deal with that with being sick when people are coming at you with um if you just prayed harder if you just believe more um trying to give resources to everyone who's listening
1: (laughs) yeah um I don't know if I have good advice for
0: this. Generally, like, I surround, you like, You don't have to. You could just say, um, don't know. I we mean, the my,
1: my my closest community are not that way. So I say, if you are experiencing that, maybe find people who will accept you. Um, I mean, there will always be that, that kind of people, you know, maybe you have a family member, maybe one of your best friends is that way. But i I find it extremely helpful to surround myself with a community a close community of people who understand or try to understand as best they can um, I find the i the the people who don't are often either strangers or or acquaintances or just people who aren't super close to me, so it's easier for me to you know run to my husband or best friend, be like, this person said this to me, can you believe that? And then they, you know, talk me down or whatever. So
0: yay, best friends. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is wonderful. So the advice is to find um, definitely community where you feel at home. Yeah. Oh,
1: another of my pet peeves of things that people say to me that I hate are has to do with um, having kids. So I had, like, a whole uh, chapter
0: about this in my book. We can absolutely talk that one, please. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I have children, but I, I definitely believe in choice. I,
1: You know, I, I think if you are disabled and sick and you want children, go for it. If you don't, that's okay, too. Um, like, it's a sacrifice I personally don't want to make. I find myself just too exhausted, and I just don't... I, I love kids and I have godkids and nieces and nephews who I love, but the idea of like having my own just hasn't, I just, it just hasn't been something that I want. We'll say, yeah, say that. And um, I find I get a lot of judgment on that one. Like, oh, but that's like, that's the purpose of being married or that's what a woman is supposed to do. You know, that kind of thing.
0: I've um, never understood the idea that ovaries meant you were supposed to parent.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Um so <laughs> there's I got really riled up. We my husband and I were at the bank after um pretty shortly after getting married and we were like making our joint account. And the the teller who we never met before was just asking us, you know, polite questions about our wedding and whatever. And then she said, "Oh, so
0: kids next? Kids are next." You and I was you wanted to keep the money in your bank account. So, no, <laughs> no.
1: Kids? so I I my husband already knows how I feel about this. <laughs> and we, this isn't the first time this has happened, so I just kind of like sat there a little annoyed looking. And he answered. He's like, "Uh." I can't remember what he said or he said we're we're not having kids I think is what he said. And she responded with, "Oh, not yet." And I was like, "Excuse me? Like you just assume that that's an okay thing to say? Like even if it wasn't just a choice, like what if we were have we were trying to have kids and having trouble with it? Like what if I mean this is something you should talk about before you get married but what if we hadn't like what if this is not a conversation we want to have with our random bank tell- you know
0: this is where Keok I- Neutral would jump in and I would start pretending to have a fight with my husband about this <laughs> yeah. just, just have fun
1: yeah <laughs> Yeah, that would be that would be hilarious. I'm too introverted for that. I can't do it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I would have been entertaining time with that. I would
1: one. I would have liked to see you do that though.
0: So. Um, <laughs> we'll have so, to do a comedy skit someday.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh so I get annoyed when people just assume that having children is what you're gonna do, or that you should do it. Um like there they, it comes back to a the christian community i i have experienced i think a little bit is that like um procreation is kind of what god commands of you kind of thing and so i've i've had a little bit of, about that like uh a little flack about that in some of my communities that this is what you're supposed to do I'm like well you know what i I have kids in my life that I am there for and I do other things and I like my job and I don't really want to be a stay at home parent and my husband doesn't either. So, you know, if he did, maybe I would change my mind, but he doesn't really want to. So. um.
0: But uh, just the idea that would null and void anyone who either can't or does not want to like that.
1: Yeah. Like like, what about, I mean, I know I have some issues. Um, in that physical area so I might not even be able to have kids like so what about people I mean I've never had it uh looked into that closely because I didn't want kids so it didn't matter but um what about people who can't like does that mean they're somehow lesser than these other people you know it it doesn't make sense to me I I think that's having children does not make you more of a person I've also seen um oh you you never know what true love is until you have your own kids. I've seen that I that one too. It's like well, that's a pretty terrible thing to say to someone like to anyone but like what about people who can't and the, yeah so that's a whole i' i'm very I'm very passionate about this topic because I-
0: He's passionate about it. I, I yeah. like. I made a choice. Uh, actually, no. Let me rephrase that. I did not make a choice. Um, I had an incredible <laughs> surprise, which I'm oh yeah very happy about. And mm-hmm. he is, uh, he is wonderful. Um, but as far as uh, decisions, like that, should be, you know. <laughs> A friend asked me if they should have kids. Like they were very on the fence about it. They were turning 40 and they know that I actually really, I do love being a mom. I've always wanted mm-hmm. to be a mom. I, I am the person who would absolutely make that choice to have kids. Yeah. Um, so I want to know why I made that choice. Um, and the only thing I can come up with is, is it's like, I really wanted to raise people that I thought would be good for the world. It was a yeah, present definitely. to the planet that I really wanted to give. It was a choice on my part that I wanted to give something. Yeah out there of two people who I raised in hopefully a way that makes them better compassionate. Mm,
1: I think that's that's wonderful. Like that's the only
0: reason you can give. You can't like anything else is kind of, um, I don't know. It it strikes me as a little crunchy was I need someone to take care of me when I'm older. It's like eh, a lot of nursing homes, but that didn't work out. Like there
1: are bad reasons to have children that people don't think
0: about. And we're lucky enough to live in an age of science where we get to make better choices if mm-hmm. we have access. If we have access, yeah. it's amazing to be able to make these decisions that, you know, we can, we can choose yeah. things that like my great grandparents could not choose. So I'm mm-hmm. very glad to, to be able to protect my health with only two. Um, yeah. I would not have survived a third. <laughs> I barely survived the second. So, <laughs> but I'm very glad I have both of them.
1: Exactly. Like it's, Yeah.
0: But it is interesting how people feel like they they can make these choices for others.
1: Yeah, that's one people seem to be very opinionated about for some reason.
0: Yeah. Um I wonder why. Like I don't see a lot of opinions about like what I'm going to do for a living. Like
1: I know and you and you don't see people like criticizing your decision other decision like it doesn't I don't know. It didn't make sense to me.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> my weird thing is, is like, I'm sorry, I'm going off on a tangent, but like that your body is no longer private, it's public. Yeah. And your choices become very public. So even whether to have a child or not, or if you're pregnant, what you're eating becomes a topic of conversation of those around you that you've never met. Yeah. Actually, one of my friends things.
1: was uh, pregnant recently, and uh, I asked her because. When I was sitting next to her, I had this sudden urge to, like, touch her stomach. And I was like, that's not an okay thing for me to do. And, and so then, like, I asked her if she had people doing that, like, random people. And she's like, yes, all the time. Like, random people will just come up to her and, like, touch her stomach. And she's like, that's not okay. I'm like, that's, that, that's so weird that, I mean, I'm her friend. I don't think I would have the urge to touch a random stranger's stomach but I think some people do that and it's very strange to me like suddenly when you're pregnant your body
0: isn't just yours anymore it's the community like it's I don't know it's so weird I Uh, feel like you would understand that like and people with chronic illness understand that because our choices and what we eat what we do what we wear what our jobs are those become public discussions as well
1: yeah um people are very judgmental about (laughs) other people's problems maybe it's it's like oh i don't have to focus on my own problems if i focus on i wonder i
0: wonder some of it is just like uh oh gosh it was a movie i was watching where um oh gosh helen hunt shoot brain cells it was an oscar wilde play turned movie but basically it's just like do you even want to know the answer to the question? He's like, Yeah, actually, no. I was just asking, basically, <laughs> the whole gist of it. And I wonder how much of this is just people don't like silence. I certainly don't, obviously. Um, yeah. But, like, I wonder how much this is just like a bless you response. Like you sneeze, someone says bless you. You say hello, someone says how are you. Uh, mm-hmm. They say I'm getting married. They're like great. When our kids? Like I, I wonder how much. Yeah. Is, I don't know if we want the response, we're just kind of like condition and we just it's to condition to parcel tongue or I think you're right I think better a lot of it is I don't know what
1: to say I'll say this thing that seems like I should say it (laughs) or or like or the first thing that comes to my head or some of these things have been socially ingrained in people and so they think it's okay and, and when it's just really not
0: we need to come up with a list of better questions to ask strangers. like it's like with kids like we shouldn't ask them like what are you going to be anymore like we should yeah. not ask yeah, a small yeah. child if they have a boyfriend or girlfriend that has to end mm-hmm. now like here now stop like ask them what book they liked or like I
1: was- also have to like I I say the wrong thing all the time you know I'm I'm <laughs> me too <laughs> I want to come across as like judgmental reviews I say look, yeah. the wrong thing all the time. Uh, sure yeah like I'm I'm definitely not perfect in this regard. Um, I am trying to learn, but one thing that I've been trying to say less is calling kids like cute.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, you know, you're so cute. Oh, look at your what you're wearing, that kind of thing. Because I'm like, that's just training them <laughs> to be noticing appearance, which I don't want to be doing. But it's really hard because that's like the first thing. Oh, it's so cute. You're so cute. Uh-huh. You know. So, like, you just have to try and think of other things to say. and it's
0: Seriously. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I have a daughter, and, like, learning to not comment on appearances was, like, one of the things I was super committed to. And I mm-hmm. do fall down because she's adorable i know right it's so hard all all kids are adorable so it's hard not and to i didn't want to go too far the other way too i was raised like 1970s as baby x so my parents never commented on my parents so i kind of grew uh, up with like yeah. oh i must be hideous so.
1: uh-huh. hey, like you want them to know they're beautiful
0: for sure but yeah. part yeah i mean i i defaulted on beauty's a tool you choose how much you want to focus on it yeah but you decide what you want to put your energy into. Your intelligence is an incredibly important tool. Your creativity is an yeah. important tool. Do you want to put a ton of time into the appearance? Because you are lovely. Do you want to put time into that? Or you just want to just let it like you're just lovely and you and yeah. your focus into your creativity and your intelligence. Like yeah. Decide on which one yeah, it. I love that. And she decided her creativity is also on painting her face. She loves special effects. Nice. Makeup. That's been her jam lately. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. It's been really fun. <laughs> I love watching the shows. So <laughs> We are totally obsessed with Face Off, and oh, that's funny! That's awesome. I think makeup it could be really
1: fun. Like, uh, I have a friend Canvas. who does that. Arts like and crafts, people who cosplay, and I'm so like, oh, I wish I could do that. That's amazing. You know how much I
0: want to glowforge just so I can like. <laughs> I don't want to cosplay. I just want to create the costumes. Right? No, I I just want to wear them. <laughs> so you can create <laughs> no, together here. It. <laughs> yeah. Who's your dream yeah. cosplay? What would you?
1: Oh man, um I wanna say like maybe um from Star Wars there's uh oh what's her name? She's from Star Wars Rebels and she wears like uh the Mandalorian armor, but it's all like spray painted bright colors.
0: <laughs> I yeah, want that. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: I'm being a bad geek here. I know her name. I just can't.
0: We are geeks world. with with disabilities and chronic illness. The fact that we yeah, can't have okay. any of the names like this is going to become pictionary very soon, where we start like my or uh, charades, where we start miming like what the the yeah. creature is. My oh, Sabine Red.
1: I got it. Her name yes. is Sabine. Yes, she's amazing. Anyway, I want to cosplay as her. <laughs> my
0: husband plays um Call of Cthulhu um on a YouTube channel and he's developing a disabled character right now. So I was like, that's a lot of there's a lot missing from these characters. I think mm. if you played a disabled character that would force them to start doing campaigns where you have to rethink ability wise and what. Oh uh, yes, is. I
1: should pick a disabled character to cosplay. That's true.
0: Wouldn't that be neat? I'm like trying like I wanna just create like wheelchairs that are cosplay, like Yes. Yeah. My wheelchair is pretty badass. Mine looks very Professor X. I got this very high-tech wheelchair. Nice. But yes, I love it, but I really want to play with it. It's It's already pretty beaten up, so I'm like, it's beaten up already. I can...
1: I yeah, think it's great. problematic that like Professor X is really the only one I can think of though cuz You, you know, have to shave your head and that's just you need a I mean, you need a woman you know How much I want to money.
0: shave this? Okay so uh <laughs> everyone listening I'm sorry this is one of our episodes that's not going to be up on YouTube um so you don't get to see but if you seen me before my hair's down to my waist and it drives me oh, insane. I hate it's like oh, yeah? hair. I want to <laughs> shave this off so bad. <laughs> What's
1: I'm
0: shaming for my children. I, after each kid, I cut my hair to my ears because, um, small ones love to yank. And my son yanked like almost a chunk of hair out of my head when he was a baby. So every kid I cut my hair to ears and, um, they have, uh, stated that I look like a deranged soccer mom with short hair. So, um, they've gone so far as to, my daughter brushes my hair because she wants me to keep it long. She's like, I will take care of it if you will keep it long. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for crying out loud. I feel very bullied right now.
1: Oh, that's hilarious.
0: <laughs> they do brush my hair out for me. Very nice, but it's, um, I'm, uh, ethnically half Jewish, uh, with the super tight curly hair. And oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, my mom has the super thin, fine, very blonde hair. Mm-hmm. So I get, um, dreadlocks underneath all the time. Like it's oh, wow. all goes yeah, into yeah. like this sort of like matte. You that just hair. go all dreadlocks. Just do all dreads. That would that not look, great. look good me. I, I, am, <laughs> no? I am not someone who can pull off anything. Like I, I went into my hairdresser's. So I was like, how about bangs? And she's like, yeah. Yeah. no, 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 <laughs> no. I'm like, why? She's like, uh-huh. I am looking at you right now. Um, what hair stuff do you own at home? <laughs> Shampoo? Yeah. conditioner does that count <laughs> just like curling uh, no. iron hair dryer no okay no you don't get bangs great i know i feel i feel so awful when i go to my hairdresser because i don't <laughs> go often enough okay so that interview ended way way earlier faster than we thought it was going to again recording during covid and um zoom just was not stable enough for us to finish but i hope you enjoyed the interview we were basically just discussing hair so um if that interests you please feel free to send me a message i will uh, tell you all about how hard it is to get to a hair salon and sit in a salon chair especially with Eller stainless and Lena head back um jaw dislocations are a thing i promise all right um have a great week everyone next week will probably be eva's and um please please take a listen to that head over to our show notes become a patron if you can and want to if that is not in your ability, please head on over to um, sharing the episode. That would be a very kind and generous thing for you to do. This has been an unprecedented world right now. And if you listen to this episode, you probably um, saw a lot of themes. And one of the big things you're probably aware of is compassion. And that we all need to have a lot of compassion for each other right now and to reserve judgments um, as much as possible. So I think that it's never been more... Appropriate to say, be kind, be gentle, and whenever way works for you, be a badass. Uh, Take care of yourself.